0: Maybe you can take a lesson from Alfred Kelly and, and just start with your people. What do your people need? Because if you don't care about it, what your people do, then you have to care about it, right? You do. Hey, good day. Welcome to the Consultant and the
1: Coach podcast. Hey, there's nothing more uncertain than external political crisis. It just messes up with our perfectly laid plans and what a better time to figure out, hey, how do we lead our business when things outside of our control, outside of our country, mess with our country? Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, we're not even going to get into COVID because obviously everyone's been dealing with that. Thank I'm God. Sure. Most of the people i talked to were already done with that. So, yeah. But we'll reference a lot of things maybe we learned during that and as it applies to generally any crisis in business. Internal, external, several episodes for you. We're going to start external today. Um, things that you can't control that uh, come at you fast and heavy.
1: Yeah, and what what a great
0: illustration today. So hey, where are we starting, Josh? Yeah, so I mean, we talked about a lot of crises that we thought you know folks listening to this might like to hear. But we thought a good one, good place to start would be obviously current events in Ukraine. Unfortunately, what's going on there between Russia and Ukraine and the war, uh, and uh, referencing in particular reading the Wall Street Journal this weekend. Um, any you know, and listening to this in a couple of weeks can go back and find any of those records. But quite an interesting number of stories by CEOs and business leaders, how they reacted to crises. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today and just what it means to respond as leaders of businesses, leaders uh, interested in your community, and from a faith perspective on how we actually go about responding to political crisis um, that's happening kind of in the external environment that's, that's kind of coming in and around our current um, efforts for uh, trying to build businesses and, and do the right thing. Yeah, and we can't control these things coming in from externally.
1: It's hard because yeah. we, we do everything perfect. Yeah. We run our budgets and this this and all of a sudden because of what happened in Ukraine, not only the 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 violence side of things, yeah. it's messing with my budget with gas prices right. and yeah. other things. Like son of a gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hey, what 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 scripture? You know, you know, did you come I up I with? Didn't and, come up with one. You didn't come up with you one. You came up with one. I didn't come up with one either. And sometimes when there's crisis, you just forget. <laughs> we'll
0: give glory to God. How about that? David, well, there's plenty of good Psalms where David talks about. Oh, absolutely. crisis, right? So I think we could probably quickly come up with one from Psalms. But I think there's definitely several themes there where you know David is basically recognizing he has political adversaries who are coming in from, at him from either internal inside a kingdom or more importantly talking about several of the... Um, for example, in tribes um, coming from around where the Israelites are and, and attempting to sort of take power. So certainly mm-hmm. David's a good example, biblically, for example, someone who dealt with a political crisis. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention Jesus. <laughs> hmm So let's reference those generally, maybe. Hey,
1: our, our, our listeners will definitely get it. Yeah. They, they know David. He had he had a hard time. I'm like, hey, you can't, it's hard to be efficient with, with your business if you're hiding in a cave for your life. That's right. How are you supposed to get stuff done? You, you can't. Uh uh-uh. oh. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about? Political crisis, external. You know what we we've been messaging back and forth, which is kind of you know you, you know you're um, I don't want to call it dork. We're not dorks, but you know we we like talking about things like that. And you're like Eric, what about this or this or this. You know, what is it, what is it about political crisis that our listeners need to understand?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, starting with a couple of examples I think is helpful. You know, one of the things I was reading about, um, which was interesting, a couple of lessons I'll just throw out there to get us started. Um, From the CEO of Visa, um, interestingly, there was a way this article started in in the Wall Street Journal, uh, again, front page of the exchange section called The Month of Business Went to War. Um, Interestingly, it's funny, it says Alfred Kelly. it says about 10 minutes into Sunday, Church service. So imagine you get to you get to worship, sit down. There's a few things on your mind. There's the Ukraine war. Uh, apparently, to date, he had already been uh, concerned about trying to get his 155 employees inside the country of Ukraine out safely. Um, so I think that's lesson number one. Like during crisis, take care of your people. Like that's the first thing business leaders have a responsibility to do. Yes, you know if you're publicly traded, you have to due diligence. Uh, or um, a requirement, excuse me, not due diligence, but um, you have this requirement fiduciary responsibility to get shareholders right, to take care of them. But but more importantly, ethically, no matter where you're in a company, you have a responsibility to your um, fellow workers um, and humanity, right, the people you're trained for. So obviously he's attending to that, probably top of mind, um, looks down, it turns out the President of Ukraine is trying to get in touch with him. <laughs> so, so yeah. hey, you know, uh, singing a him, or whatever tradition he's in, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it first me Ukraine's trying to reach him. So, I think that was sort of a funny um, picture, at least to me, of, of how you can be trying to go about uh, life, and all of a sudden, you have um, someone who's obviously himself going through crisis, trying to reach him. Um, and then the article talks a little about how he was then faced with sort of pressure and or decisions from Ukraine of effectively trying to figure out then what should be his business posture in the country of Russia and whether or not he could potentially have an influence um, because of the visa network and the payment um, networks that they run and potentially shutting them down or altering to, to, to add to the economic pressure that obviously the Western world is placing on Russia right now. Um, and I think he proceeded to go ahead and do that in, in kind of what short in terms of what uh, Zelensky was asking him to do, And um, but I, I thought that was interesting, to, to, one, take care of your people, but two, look at your business, and, and actually in some cases there are ways, for most of us probably not, but in some cases you never know when your business can have a, a direct or indirect influence on the outcome of something significant. Uh, most of us are never going to be in a, in a position maybe the CEO of Visa, uh, being a company that large, but certainly I think um, what it speaks to is, is their Alfred Kelly's willingness to sort of be open to the influence he might have, you know, and I think that's, that's a key to sort of being willing to recognize business leaders. We have potential for more influence, I think, than we recognize all the time. Mm-hmm. So, And you were spot on
1: there, and I love what you said. It just, it came to him. And a lot of times we can't, you know, we'll sit down in meetings and say, hey, on this date. Mm-hmm on May 2nd, which is a Monday, we're going to implement this. Well, sometimes it literally hits you mm-hmm. Sunday morning when you're supposed to be singing the hymn at church. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Mm-hmm. As leaders, we have to move when crisis does come to us. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Yeah, no, I think that's an example of this external crisis or, or political crisis is, is as leaders, these things will find you, right? There's, there's no, no doubt can't control but they will right and, and what you're made of and who you are and what your core beliefs and, and your values are really that's when they come through is when you begin to feel that external pressure of some kind of crisis mm-hmm. you know, that causes you to act or not to act right in some cases it's best not to act in some cases leaders don't do anything and they should have right so absolutely there's, there's always that pressure of to act or not to act and if so how and, and you're
1: exactly right there and so Now, let's, so we just talked, you know, CEO Visa.
0: Um,
1: Now, we are a local, regional company. Um, What did it look like in our company? There's not a lot we can do for Ukraine. What some of the things we have done, we, uh, there were some local doctors here in the Yakima Valley going to Ukraine and we sent them with a huge discount on medical and wound care supplies mm-hmm. going to Ukraine. Um, we also had a lot of other donations that came. We were able to help with that. There was that we could do. Uh, the second thing, in our team lead meetings, we're praying over Ukraine. Sometimes that's all we can do halfway across the world. Lord, please end this war mm-hmm. soon before m- more heartache happens. And But even our team members hearing that, at least they you know, hey, um, Eric and his team care about the humanitarian stuff going on. So it looks a lot different
0: depending on where we're at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think you know the other thing it speaks to is regardless of the crisis. We talk a lot about mission vision values in the podcast here and I think this is a way you know, to thinking about crises as a way to live out or express your values you know for your teams you know unfortunately crises require swift and, and meaningful action leadership um, but I think the other benefit to the crisis even if obviously you obviously don't want the crisis to happen um, Is it is a way to live out and express your values and sort of win people to your cause if you will from a leadership perspective even if you're a small company and you don't have a ton you can do you know praying as you have expressing sort of a humanitarian uh, value is strongly you know sort of I think it sounds like expressing your values but also demonstrating to your team that you're serious about it right so I think that that another takeaway would be just use it as a way to express your values even in the most minor
1: Now in this case, I think it's pretty similar what side is in the right and what side's in the wrong. What would you do if a client comes to you and say, says, Josh, it's a little more nuanced than that. And it truly is great. You don't know what side to take. Well, what do you do? If a political crisis comes to your organization or one-off, we just almost all the way through COVID, what do you do if there is a political crisis that either can or might affect your business. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, unfortunately, most political crises are much more nuanced than what we're seeing in uh, Ukraine and Russia. And, you, and even, you know, I will say as an aside, I have wondered, you know, becoming such a skeptic of the media I'm getting and trying to be careful about how I consume the, the widest range of media possible. I do always find it interesting that we still haven't fully comprehended the Russian viewpoint on this, and I'm not trying to justify it as much as understand it. Um, because I th- still think as much as we have this you know, very unique Western u- unifying view on this, for reasons mm-hmm. I'll totally get, yeah, yeah. clearly there's a, uh, a worldview we're not understanding, right? I mean, that, that's one thing that falls of, of what we've missed, is this inability to sort of understand, articulate, and sort of uh, having sort of uh, empathy for the Russian worldview. Again, not justifying it, just trying to understand it. Um, and I think that's the case when working with clients, is, is helping them understand both sides, right? Many times, you know, I, I would apply it to political crises I've dealt with inside organizations where it is part of the nuance because it's personality against personality, it's uh, product team against product team, it's technology versus operations, it's finance versus versus sales, I mean, you, you, you name it, right? And so, so many times there isn't a right or a wrong as much as a competition of some kind, right? It's competitive. And um, and I think in many cases, the beginning to understand that is actually trying to step into the shoes of whoever it is you're trying to beat you know, from a competitive perspective or collaborate with differently because things have tension internally. Um, so politically, I think it's really about trying to seek understanding first um, is always the first step that I'm working on to help them sort of understand how to tackle a particular issue yeah
1: and i think you know what what in terms of politics we need to at least be familiar with both sides i've done enough uh studying of ukraine russia world war ii world war one even Mm -hmm. older than that you get Mm -hmm. into orthodox versus catholic versus Mm -hmm. protestant church history all of that affects things Mm -hmm. And even if we disagree, we have to at least say, okay, I think he or she is coming from this perspective. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Is that kind of, and I try to, we need to put ourselves in their shoes mm-hmm. and at least go down and say, okay, um, I think this is how they're thinking. Because even if let's say it's a, it's a faulted argument, if we t- are to win them over, yeah, we have to then approach them and not just say, Hey, Josh, you're wrong. Yeah. That never convinces anyone. But how do we win them over from their way of thinking?
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, There's a, I think when it comes to political crisis, I think what we're trying to suggest is that there's also a humility required, right? There is—we don't have all the information. We don't have um, omniscience, as God does. And we have to recognize that, I think, in doing the best we can with what we have, right? But also doing so open-handedly. And humbly. Um, And, you know, to be honest, helping my clients see that is hard because to be a CEO that I work, you know, the ones I work with, or be on board or be in a C suite job, um, you know, not that they're not humble, but usually those aren't the qualities you need to rise to those jobs. So sometimes it requires you to actually completely change your mode of operation mentally, emotionally, um, pragmatically uh, relative to things you relied upon to achieve whatever current um, role you might have. So from my
1: perspective, I would say this is vitally important because let's just say there's a hundred questions that are out there and we know we're right on 90 of them, but we need to go after it and figure it out because there might be 10 that we're not Mm -hmm. accurate on. So Mm -hmm. some they are right, but we need to be humble in how we look at things because there might be 10, sometimes of those 10 out of 100, that will sideswipe our organization Because we miscalculated one of them. -hmm. We do need to be humble. No one is all... Knowing and this is why I would you know we I need to understand politics. Even um, I just finished uh, Ray Dalio's newest book. I think it's the changing world order, but he um, got into how the Chinese way of thinking is drastically different than how the United States thinks. They're much more corporate, and we need to understand that. Whereas we you know in the Western world it's all individual me me me, mm-hmm. and now you can d- debate which is right. I would actually say, that, look, there's validity to both sides. I think we as Americans really should think more corporately. Mm-hmm. Our church would be way healthier if it wasn't just about my personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus or others. How does the family function? How does the business as a whole function? It's it's a both and, not an
0: either or, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. No. I, I, I... Yeah, there's a long, you know, long tail that go in after that, but I think you know you're hitting on some things that are important in terms of one, understanding what others view view them as. I think it's also beginning to see what's the positives and what others you know view them as. View as. And speaking to our own political environment, Democrats and Republicans, and obviously the increasing divide we seem to have between right and left, and um, the sort of lack of many issues where we can cross that bridge. I think the more that business leaders can begin to understand both sides and, and, and at least recognize if they don't fully agree, if they can at least articulate where they do agree, you know, there's an exercise of um, effectiveness there that at least allows you to find common ground um, within organizations and partnerships and and others, right? It allows you to sort of grow your business in in more unique, um, organic ways. Yeah,
1: and even sometimes, let's agree to disagree. We're gonna find that it's gonna be very clear regarding this political crisis Which sign is in the right versus wrong 20 to 50 years from now? Mm -hmm. Today, I think it's easy right now. But still, the farther you get out, and some Mm -hmm. of it is, can we hit the pause button and figure it out later? Because there will be, if it's possible, Mm -hmm. can we hit the pause button? Sometimes the answer is yes
0: no. Other times, hey, you need to take a shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think regardless of who's right or wrong, again, to your point, there's humanitarian considerations here. Regardless of where you sit, you know there's mothers of Russian troops who are mourning, right? And it doesn't matter how you feel about it, you know there's there's a, a need to care for them in whatever way we can, even if it's through prayer. Um, so I think there's values, you know, in any crisis, regardless of its origins or its right or wrongness or clarity, you know, where we can demonstrate those as leaders. I think these are kind of opportunities for for humility and for values to come through. Um, organization. So what would you tell the business leader that says, I mean,
1: besides, let's say gas prices, why should they care about political crisis? When external
0: political crises come up, what would you tell them? Why should you care? Yeah, I, I actually think we can take a lesson from Alfred Kelly and, and just start with your people. What do your people need? Because yeah. if you don't care about it, what your people do, then you have to care about it. Right, You do, you know, and um, I was reading actually another article about talking about the stress levels of Americans right now and just you add on sort of the chronic stress of COVID, you add on the chronic stress of a lot of mental health issues because of COVID, as a result, um, economic stress for people who have lost jobs and hopefully regain jobs, but even then feel insecure, Um, you know, many people have been left behind by the quote unquote recovery. Um, and then you add on the threat of world war, even if it's not at people's doorsteps, they fear it may be any minute, um, there's a need to respond, if nothing else, just to, just to recognize that it's occurred. I think it's, it's actually similar to the George, George Floyd crisis, was it didn't directly necessarily affect the daily movements of an individual who might be an executive of some kind, but. I think they had a responsibility to recognize that it was a moment of great concern for most people, and they had a responsibility as a business leader to at least put something out in terms of recognizing that the people were stressed and providing some, either was a form to talk about it or a company statement, not because that individual leader has to be concerned, even if maybe they are, but if it's an issue that's affecting your staff and your teams and your ability to operate because of of, external crisis, external stress, um you know, business leaders have a responsibility to the business to address these things for the sake of your employees because if nothing else and your customers, they're thinking about it. And as servants, you know, you have to be considering what other people think more than yourself. Absolutely. So that's what I'd say.
1: So that's I think that's a good point to hit the pause button how you go doing that 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 is a further nuanced issue and i would say hey make an appointment with from a consulting standpoint from you or from a coaching standpoint with me Mm -hmm. how you go about doing it there are proven ways of doing that but that gets into all sorts of other variables that are out there but it's
0: vitally important yeah and i think you know what i would emphasize about just the consultant and the coach and what we're here to do is, is obviously talk about some of these issues raise them ask good questions, give you some pointers, but then, you know, what we hope to do in serving our communities is really being available to to you who are listening as an advisor and um, give you a sounding board for either consulting or coaching needs for you and your teams. And so as those things, you know, pique your interest in terms of spaces where you need that help, um, certainly we're happy to come alongside you and the teams and, and provide whatever assistance you might need or at least point you in the right direction. So happy to with anybody who's interested in learning more. Absolutely. So, hey, next week,
1: market crisis. How do we handle market crisis? So we talk political crisis, yeah. and frequently you'll have a political crisis where something happens, and then it moves into the market. How yeah. are we going to do it? Yep. And it's there's a way to do it, and hey, that's next week. Excellent. And uh, it's it's going to be fun, and there are proven ways of doing it. If we do it this way, hey, it's not a guarantee, but more often than not, it does work out to favor certain
0: businesses depending on how they act. That's right. Yeah, opportunities is always there, and there's also the opportunity for destruction because the market's constantly seeking to <laughs> eat its own. Um, so it's creative destruction always going on. So we'll talk more about that. Sounds good. Okay. So until
1: next week, uh, reach out to the uh, you know consultant coach at the consultant and we would love to chat with you. But until then, hey, take really good care of your team members. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye.